To Nerd vs. World episode 74! The Nerd Mayor Before Christmas. Woo-hoo. I'm Brendan. I'm Spindles. I'm Emma. And I'm Ben. Yeah, we got some guests in the, s- the studio today. <laughs> yeah. By studio, I mean lounge. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is our annual recap of the year that was the best and the worst of film, TV, and events for 2016. 2016's been awesome, hasn't it, everyone? Woo. No. <laughs> no, but it hasn't. Uh, I'll say, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Twenty sixteen can suck a bag of dicks. Like it's been the worst year on record for so many different reasons. So, so, so many, many reasons. reasons. Yeah. But I have trawled through my list of things that I've seen at the cinema this year, and I have picked out my five top films of twenty sixteen. Okay, shall we get down to it then? With with five top films we'll, each. Yeah, we'll start with the five films then. Yeah, do it. <clears throat> cool. I'm not sure if I've actually seen five films this year. Really? Six, maybe? What are you doing here? You've never seen Star Wars. You've never seen Short Circuit. I've seen, seen Bill Star Wars, just not episode seven. He spends all of his time listening to our podcast. He's our super fan. That's fine. <laughs> we'll let him off he's, with that. Then. He's the one. We'll let him off. <laughs> Sorry, I'm meant, meant to be the one that bigs you guys up, not the other way around. <clears throat> we have to look after our fans, you see. If you're our fans, we eventually invite you into our living room and stuff. <laughs> That's the kind of it's show not creepy <laughs> at all. It definitely is. Um, yeah. So okay, your top five films then. Uh, at number five, Ghostbusters. Cool. I really enjoyed the reboot. I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that they were characters in their own right. They weren't trying to riff off the uh, 1980s Ghostbusters characters I enjoyed the cameos I thought Chris Hemsworth stole it oh totally some of his moments were just incredible Um, the cameos were fantastic as well it had issues it had issues in pacing um, but I can forgive pacing issues in a lot of films if they entertain me and And Kate McKinnon and Kirsten Wigg are two of the funniest female comedians in the business today and you can forgive Ghostbusters pretty much anything because Holtzman yeah end of story Holtzman <laughs> she was awesome yeah so that's my number five film uh, at number four I feel like you should have like music in the background doing some going okay no not that so at number four uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane okay yeah yeah mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that it had a bit of an issue at the end I would have preferred if they hadn't tied it in with tied Cloverfield, it in with Cloverfield. Yeah. And if we hadn't seen the aliens and if she hadn't been tossed around in the car um, but the psychological thriller aspect of that was really very good Okay. and John, John Goodman was just scary he's been stunning in pretty much everything I've seen yeah. him in recently it goes back to like, like Red State he was yeah. phenomenal in Red State so yeah, he he made that film. Uh, New entry at number three, <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> cool. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, for reasons, Deadpool was a great film. Mm. Um, I'm s- sad to hear that uh, Tim Miller has left Deadpool too because mm-hmm. of great differences with Ryan Reynolds. Um, but one wanted to take it more blockbuster. One wanted to keep it true to what made the first one great. So hopefully it'll be all right. Deadpool was just a breath of fresh air. Um, it really was. It, yeah, I mean, we, we we reviewed it a couple of shows back, yeah. and yeah, it, it, it was a fantastic film. Uh, at number two is Civil War. Mm, okay. I thought that was good. I mean, it doesn't make my top five Marvel films, but they have set an impossibly high bar for themselves. I think the only film that's going to possibly break into that will be next year's Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um, but yeah, Civil War, I thought it was good. It was as much a filler film for the phases as Age of Ultron was, but it handled the character introduction and set up much more organically, um, and it felt like a more complete movie. And I thought it, was, thought it was good. So it's worth a spot in my top five. And number one, Rogue One. Okay. Star Wars story. Um, 
that's it's splitting opinion. Yeah, I've, I've seen lots of people speaking, uh, and of course, this this is my big reveal is that I still haven't seen it. It's just come out, so that's well, it's been out a week. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I've seen pretty much every other Star Wars movie within time of it coming out, apart from the original, because I was busy being bored and yeah, stuff. That's but fair. <laughs> no excuse. Come on, <laughs> I think I do a let them off. It seems just on that one. Maybe on the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard people say. I've heard a couple of people say it was kind of bland. It's a different kind of Star Wars film, and that's the thing. It, it took me a while to get around it because um, it's not cut the same way that the rest of the Star Wars films are. It's very. Um, it doesn't have the same sort of fades and transitions that Lucas borrowed from Kurosawa for the first film, uh, for A New Hope. Well, because I mean, A New Hope is all wipes and... Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have those. It's very sharp cuts, um, kind of reminiscent of Phantom Menace in that regard, I guess. And the opening 10, 15 minutes are quite rushed. It's like, you go here, meet this character, you go here, meet this character. And it's, it's not bring the, cr- the cast together organically. But once it's done that and got the messy bit out of the way, it's a really, really good film. And the last last half an hour, especially the last 15 minutes, will just leave you coming out of that with a real high. And don't let anybody ruin the last 15 minutes of that film for you. Excellent. Um, my only issue is that it seems to be a completely different film to what the original cut was. There's an, an awful lot of stuff from the trailers that is not in the final cut of the movie. And it looks... Okay. I think 40% of it was reshot, I think. Um, and there's an awful lot missing. It seems like the ending is entirely different to what was originally filmed. Uh, okay. Once you've seen it, we can talk about the differences. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. but certainly the, the first episode of next year will be able to do that, because I will have definitely seen it by then. Yeah. But like with um, the Marvel movies, where they have tried to take standard film tropes like a, a spy movie or a heist movie and apply a Marvel skin to it like Ant-Man's a heist film Winter Soldier is a, a spy thriller this is a, a war movie it's mm. a war movie with the Star Wars skin over the top of it and these are the guys who aren't the the good or the bad clearly defined areas these are the guys mm. in, in the moral grey area the ones who don't get memorials the ones who have to do the dirty shit to get stuff done, so it's like yeah, it's like it's the dirty dozen in space, and it's fair enough, which is essentially what yeah, you know, Star Wars was trying to be yeah, and it's and it's awesome. So it's uh, focusing a little bit more on actually individual people and their stories and struggles rather than actually saying this is Star Wars. So I think like like with what you just said about like Marvel and stuff, it's focusing really on people um, and what they do. Really. No more is than no more than the traditional films. Um, the traditional okay. films. The focus is very much on the Jedi and the Sith, and that that galactic balance between two opposites. This is very much on the handful of people who have to do a dirty job. Okay. For, yeah. Because yeah. the, the original the trilogy is the hero's journey. Yeah. 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 It's it, yeah. But yeah, it's good. Um, my problem is where do I place it in my favourite Star Wars films? Um, and I, it's got to come in a fourth. Fourth, so yeah. behind Empire, Jedi, and Force Awakens. Sorry, Empire. Empire, Star Wars, and Force Awakens. For me, it's Empire, Force Awakens, and New Hope, Rogue One. Okay. Force Awakens just just pipped it for me. Okay. But yeah, all Jedi had was a bunch of muppets. <laughs> but that's not to say it's a bad movie because it's my fourth favorite. It's still a very very good film, um, and the ending will do enough to. Make you forget any of the inconsistencies. That's fine, dude. We'll be here in ten years, and you'll be lucky if it makes the top ten of yeah, Star Wars true. movies. True. <laughs> that's true. No, they're not going to stop. Well, no, they're really not. No. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it. That's my uh, my top five. Okay, I mean, uh, okay, I'm not going to go top five, but what I'm going to do is because because I, I agree with a few of the ones you've said so far. What I will point out is a couple that you haven't mentioned that I thought were very very good. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, never around to watch it. I thought it was amazing. It was great. Stuff. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful, pure, joyous romp back into the Harry Potter universe, and it was great. Mm. Utterly, utterly fantastic. So we thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it, didn't we? Yeah. And and just the, the characters and and some yeah. of the beasts in South Park yeah. were, were, were really good. 
the interplay and you can see how it sets stuff up and you can see how you can see what the timeline is going to be of how it gets from where it is now to the beginning of Harry Potter and how they're going to tell that story over the next few films and it's going to be very very interesting and then just eat the surprise Johnny Depp cameo at the end will just knock you for six okay they're doing five of them, aren't they? They're doing uh, five, it's, one every it's two years. At least years. five. Yeah. Are they gonna? Is it gonna bridge from whenever that's based? It's essentially until... covering a thirty-year period. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is it all based around that character? Uh, yes, and the search for Grindelwald and a few other things, because it's eventually the, the way the timelines go is it's going to lead up to the point where Dumbledore and Grindelwald face off. Okay. Yeah. Which is referenced in the books and the films. That's going to be essentially the pivotal end point of this storyline. So it's going to be a little gap between then the yes. original books. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's it, it's very very interesting, and it, it it was great to be back in that universe because the Harry Potter universe is as rich as the Star Wars one, yeah. and it's great to be back amongst it. Uh, it was fantastically well done. So thoroughly worth it. Um, cool. Other films of mention, um, I don't know, what was it this year? Uh, Jobs? Steve Jobs was last year. Steve Jobs, that was last year, was it? Okay. Time's I, I, gone too quick. I only just got around to yeah. seeing it this year and I really enjoyed that. I liked it as well. Um, it's a very different film to what I was expecting. Yeah. It didn't eulogise him at all, it played a quite different picture. It, it didn't, I mean, it, it went down the route that a lot of films of this ilk do, which is, you know, he's a tech billionaire, therefore he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> Which kind of gets a little bit boring, dull after a while, yeah. Um, but I thought that the the way they framed it and the way it was filmed and the story it told, in the constraints of the way it was shot, I thought was fantastic. So I I, I yeah. really really enjoyed that. Um, now having <laughs> having not been so. Uh, complimentary about it when it was released on reflection I really enjoyed X-Men Apocalypse um, I have my issues with it I, the, the things about the film that I really like and the things that I really like about the film is actually what most people seem to hate and it's the character stuff I like the young Jean Grey and Scott I do. interaction. I yeah. love that. I think it's brilliant. I think that the villain was massively overblown, and I think he. I think the villain was terrible. And yeah. He was not Apocalypse. He was a Power Rangers. Villain. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, he was B movie in his execution, um, and and that was a, a shame. It was a waste. And Psylocke was terribly wasted as well. Yes, and shoved into horrid skimpy spandex outfits just <laughs> because. I think she actually insisted on that. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. she said if she was going to do Sark, she was going to do Sark in that costume. Okay. Um, and she trained ridiculously hard. I follow Olivia Munn on Instagram, so a lot of her training stuff's on there. Um, well, then it's a real shame that she didn't get a bit more of a go in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, yeah. yeah. the character of Psylocke is awesome. Yeah. She's, she's up there for me with Gambit as one of my favourite X Men. And I thought she was criminally underused. Yeah. But I again, as you say, I loved the interplay between the characters in yeah. it, and I thought that was fantastic. I think that that's what I, in my review that's what I came out most favourable for. It, it was that 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 gave me hope for the next inevitable X Men trilogy, which, to be honest, I think should just be they should not have Professor X and not have Magneto, or at least not have them as main focus as they have been. It should just be the Scott and Jean story. Mm. Set in of films, with the third film being Dark Phoenix. You know? <laughs> well, I properly. mean, it's set up. It's set up in the fact that, like. It is. They, they did set it up, and the end, loved, the end credit scene is. I love the tongue in cheek reference back to the third film yeah. being shit. That was great. Yeah. You, know what, you know what they always say about the third one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but that was my opinion. It's a, I think it's a. It's the worst of the new. The new three X Men films, mm. uh, yeah. but it has moments which save it. I mean, it's not down there with BVS or Suicide Squad for me. Well, now you say that, I was going to say I actually quite enjoyed Suicide Squad. You've oh. always been more of a fan of Suicide Squad than I have, though. So I think I probably I probably missed quite a lot. Um, I've made a resolution that I I must stop watching my films 
at midnight screenings <laughs> at the end of long days because yeah. I tend to be wrecked and um, you know I think I don't I have, I've stopped reviewing things instantly mm. I've started taking time to, to think more before I post a review because I don't want tiredness to be a factor but yeah Suicide Squad for me I just could not get on with it Simon it would have been better without the Joker I think sorry Simon hasn't watched the theatre version. What's the extended no, I, I've, I've obviously seen the extended version. So, so it might be a very different film. I haven't watched that. Um, for me, it's not because I've I've kind of viewed what all the differences were, and it it's mainly character based stuff. So it's stuff where they're sat in a bar talking to each other in in between. It it's you know it does a couple of things very very well. It sets up the universe again very very well, and it references all of the Justice League characters. It, it references Superman, it references Batman, it references, well, the Flash is even an idiot, yeah. uh, and a whole other, bunch of other stuff. Um, what it does badly is choose which villain it is in the film. Yes, yeah. I, I completely agree. Like, I really quite like Suicide Squad. I think it could save the DCEU. I had no problem with like the plot or anything like that. What I thought was bad was the choice of villain. It was too overpowered, yeah. and then the CGI on top of it was horrific. Yeah, exactly. Like I think there was they could have equ easily done the same story where they were trying to capture a more human level, street level villain, who then for the next film became part of the Suicide Squad, yeah. and not had this ridiculous five thousand year old meta human who. They shouldn't have been able to take down. There's no way that Pyro Boy, whatever his name was, El um, Diablo... Because a 3,000-year-old <coughs> villain will, of course, tell someone to suck their balls because that's just yeah. Egyptian dialogue all over. It could um, have been Deadshot or even the Joker. Yeah. It, uh, the Joker should have been the bad guy. This is Because this is yeah. what we originally said. That I was kind of disappointed the Joker wasn't the yeah. bad guy. That The, the only way his, sense, his, his inclusion made sense to us pre-release was if he was the bad guy because yep. he's not part of the squad and weirdly he was just an ancillary third party yeah they, they felt they needed to ha it felt to me like they had they f right <laughs> <laughs> withhold the rage a little bit <laughs> okay it felt anger it felt, to, it felt rage like the studio thought they had to have the Joker in the film in order to justify Harley Quinn it felt like the studios didn't give the audience enough credit. Mm. Like, because they were, we want Harley Quinn in the film, but no one's going to know who she is, so we'll have to have the Joker to justify her. And that's complete bullshit. Yeah, like, definitely. No one needs to justify Harley Quinn's existence. God and man. by no. having the Joker in the film, you minimise Harley's impact. Yeah. You minimise her, she becomes a prize. But I Rather think than the, the leading lady, she becomes the prize for the Joker. But I think that the extended version, having looked at what the differences are, does a much better job of fleshing out Harley's character from the theatrical version uh, and goes a lot more into how she became what she was and, and her relationship with the Joker and, and not making it as uh, as kind of as obsessive as it was in the yeah. theatrical cut so I, th I, I think it, it did a much better job of fleshing out Harley's character and why she does what she does and who she is uh, rather than just the the, 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 the brevity of the, the theatrical cut. Okay, well, if I'm drunk and bored one night, I might watch the extended cut and see what I think. <laughs> That's fine, dude. <laughs> it was good, and to be fair, you could have still had a similar ending, whereby there was some breakout scene yeah, involving yeah, yeah. the Joker and Harley. At the end, you just did not need to have Enchantress and her unexplained brother yeah. being the souped-up villains. Also, like, is he? I've heard people say that they don't think that the brother's dead, and neither is El Diablo. Is that his name, El Diablo? Oh, yeah. fire dude! Fire dude! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, some people don't think that they're actually dead. I don't know if that's something that I don't know because of comics. Well, it's comics, so yeah. anyone can. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they are dead, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Coulson. <laughs> no, I'm on the DC universe. Well, yeah, yeah, say so you're referencing Marvel there, but DC, yeah, Superman died. He'll be back. He did. He definitely. <laughs> I don't even think he died. No. Oh, he, oh, he yeah, did. Do you think he actually died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it mm. yeah, it was the classic death of Superman okay. storyline. Oh, okay, there there's something. So, I, there's something there, was I've so, there was so many storylines crammed into that one. Yeah, movie yeah, yeah, it just yeah, made it yeah. awful. They went, okay, let's pick a storyline. Yeah, we'll do, do all of these. Yeah. Superman, Doomsday. Yeah. 
So the, the, those were my honourable mentions for the okay. year as, as films that I thought were were very very good over the year. As an honourable mention, I'll chuck Creed in there as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you you you've right. reviewed that one before. Yeah. That was twenty fifteen, though, wasn't it? No, it was this year. You sure? Yeah, it was this year for the Oscars. So, so twenty fifteen was what I was gonna say because I'm trying. I, I was trying to think of something to add rather than re-repeat because I, I mean I love I love Civil War and these sort of things. I quite like Suicide Squad. I liked X Men Apocalypse. Creed. Like I don't know anything about the Rocky franchise. I watched that as a new film on, upon other people's recommendation. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I thought it was great. I don't really like Sylvester Stallone. But I liked his involvement in that film. The other one I was going to say was Jungle Book. Okay, uh, yeah, not seen that. Not seen that. No. Uh, I haven't watched it recently enough to say anything in the sort of detail that you guys would normally comment. But it was very good. I couldn't really find much to say negatively about it. Cool. Good animation. It was an interesting retelling and sort of <coughs> development because it wasn't just a play-by-play retelling of the animated version into a mocap version. It was developed, there was differences in the story, it was well done. The only thing that was a little bit odd was some of the vocal dubbing didn't match well with the animation. Like, say, Idris Elba, I think, was Shere Khan, and it just didn't look right. I don't know whether that was just me cognitively. Yeah, it's like... But sometimes it just doesn't look... Does that make sense? Yeah, if you you don't get sync right on ADR, it can be disjoint, uh, disjointing. Well, especially ADR with mocap. Yeah. It's pretty bad. But it was only throwing out all the buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> but in that instance, it was only like two. Buzzword bingo. It was only maybe two of the characters. Other than that, it was very good, very well done, mm. very okay. enjoyable. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't released this year, but one of my best film experiences this year was seeing Jurassic Park for the umpteenth time at the Royal Albert Hall with the uh, Royal Concert Orchestra playing John Williams' score live. That, for nice. me, is next level epicness. That's pretty awesome. That was pretty sweet. And I've really impressed me how much I'd missed from Jurassic, watching Jurassic Park at least once a year, every year, since 93. Like, the stuff I don't, you don't twig until you're actually seeing the orchestra playing the music. Mm. Like, I don't think I've watched that film fully since SFW3, when it was on... Every time I turned the TV yeah. on, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh. I remember that. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I turned the TV on, it was Jurassic Park. The, the one thing that really stood out for me watching it at the at the, at the Royal Albert Hall was um, the the Jeep attacking where the T Rex attacks the Jeep of Lex and Timmy and mm-hmm. uh, Alan Grant and Jeff Goblin. Um, there is no score. There's no music for that entire. Like a five, six minute extended set piece, there is absolutely no music scoring the tension. It's all sound effects. Is that the bit when the car gets flipped up yeah. in the, ra- yeah, in the yeah, rain yeah. and it breaks out of yeah, the paddock? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no there music. No, you're right. Yeah. And like, my, the academic time is thinking like, oh, how can I, like, what can I give like students ideas for for, le- for for essays and stuff? And one would be like a comparison between early 90s scoring of tension scenes and... 2013 and on like because that sort of scene in Jurassic World would have been scored mm. they'd have had music to emphasise the tension rather than letting the action do it other thing that I noticed was pretty cool was when they're in the park and doing the tour and Hammond's doing his back and forth with the uh, the on screen version of him yes. there's the orchestra playing the score I'm thinking obviously someone <laughs> scored that music very, very like, because cool. it, it, it exists it's diegetically sourced it exists within the the film and it's, the source is within the film but of course it had to be scored by somebody so the author are playing the little ditty that goes along um, and then more than ever it becomes apparent that actually Jurassic Park is about hope hmm. there's a later scene where the park systems are all shut down and Lex is going through the computer system to find the way to reboot it, and as she's doing that, the the motif of Jurassic Park starts playing very lightly and builds, and she finds hope in fixing everything. So yeah, it's kind of about hope. And I'm sure I've noticed these things before, but until I actually saw the orchestra stop playing at certain points or start playing at certain points, I'd never really put things together. So it, it was 
a viewing experience that was just out of this world. And I think they're doing another run of films next year. And if you get a chance to go and see uh, a film with the orchestra playing the score, then you definitely, definitely should. You went Can't to recommend it enough. Oh, uh, yeah, I did the 65 Days of Static one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm no stranger to these. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Did you have any wanted to bring up? Well, no, because it's all really the same ones that you've mentioned. I was going to say, but was there anything that we missed that we really enjoyed? But if, if you want to say about sort of film being theatre and life, I really liked seeing the Rocky Horror Show. Well, <laughs> <laughs> If we're, if we're going to go on that sort of tangent. Well, this show's <laughs> built on tangent. I think, <laughs> well, no, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll do a wonderful segue from uh, Michael Crichton, musical motifs and theme parks gone wrong and start talking about TV shows of this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Westworld reference. <laughs> Was it really? <laughs> yeah, so TV... Okay, so I'm going to start with my five TV shows of the year then. And of course, at number one, Westworld. Absolutely amazing series. We're at the end of it now, and you know, looking back over it of what we said on previous episodes, how bang on were we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I love that show. Yeah, it's utterly brilliant. Yeah. And you know, they, they had some wonderful reveals at the end of the series of Samurai World and other Westworlds out there as well, that it's not just one. Yeah. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of stuff to come and you know I'm looking forward to what I saw driving down the motorway Somerset World yeah it was a good one on the way to Exeter Somerset World yeah yeah <laughs> you know, not, that won't work now the fuck is this <laughs> honestly it's, it's a real thing <laughs> it was, it just, I was driving down the motorway to Exeter on the way to the Steampunk Ball and there was a sign saying Somerset World and we were wondering <clears> what <throat> face wow. that would be and I was just like, yeah, you know what? That 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 that's tucked away in a corner of the park somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about the Somerset not, World. It's at, the, it's at the centre of the maze. <laughs> centre of the maze is Somerset World. <laughs> Man in black's going, fuck you guys. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Nah, I, I I really I really enjoyed the series. Um, it wasn't easy viewing. Mm. Uh, Hell no. And it was a, uh, I tweeted about it the other day that I was sat on the train and heard overheard people talking. There was a couple sat watching, and from their conversation, I was like, "You're on the penultimate episode of season one," and I, I had to rein myself back from going. The next one's this is what, and, and then they finished that one, and the next one's an hour and a half long. And yeah. I'm like, I know, I know, I'm dying to tell you that for the last hour while you've been watching this, and I'm on the train, and I'm just a random passerby. But no, I can't. So, but no, phenomenal storytelling. It's yeah. opened up everything. It, it, it was everything I hoped it was going to be, and more. Yeah, it's definitely the breakout show of the year, I think. Well, before cable TV, yes, certainly, yeah. Okay, yeah, so Netflix that, has a couple of yeah. So that was that was show number one for me. Uh, I'm going to kind of lump a whole bunch of stuff together for my number two. Okay, and that's the CW Arrowverse. Mm. Because invasion as a crossover, fuck yes. Yeah, I saw I saw the Flash episode and I saw the Arrow episode, but I cannot bring myself to watch Legends of Tomorrow. But you have to because it's the end. <laughs> Fine. Fine. <laughs> you honestly have to. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Because it right, finishes off it. the whole thing. So, But that's how to do a crossover. Of yeah. DC, cinematic universe, pay attention. CW just owned it. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> Admittedly, the Supergirl crossover was utterly oh non-existent it was just a trailer at the end of it no it was, it was, it was a post credit scene yeah. where Barry and Cisco turned up and went we need your help and that was it and that whole scene was replayed at the start of the flash anyway there was no need for so it so it was pointless uh, but then the, I mean there were issues with it because it coincided with Arrow's 100th episode yeah so Arrow's 100th episode brought back a whole bunch of people who hadn't been around since season 1 and did the Doctor Who 50th anniversary of holograms of people who didn't want to turn up and be in it. Uh, 
So that was a that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that that, that was. That wasn't the best. The Arrow one wasn't the best of the episodes, but I thought the Flash and the DC Legend of Tomorrow yeah. that was utterly brilliant. The way they crossed all of those over, phenomenally well done. Okay, sticking with Arrow briefly. Black Canary's back. Uh, not so much. But the end, of the, the the end sting of the mid-season finale was was her. I think it's a Flashpoint thing, but. How? Because they know she's dead. I'm not sure, because I, cause I was thinking it's yeah. a flashpoint thing. But I was thinking, but no, but they know she's not there. Mm. So it's not like something's been changed. So I'm not sure what she's doing. I I, I honestly don't know. We, right. we we will have to wait and see. Okay. But I think just as as a, as a concept, the fact that one TV network is running four different shows and crossing them over with pretty much flawless execution there were issues the fact that the atom had his suit back after he got detonated in legends of tomorrow and a couple of other things so there were some issues around it but it was brilliantly well done but when we've spoken to willa holland before um she's been saying that they're really hard work because yeah. they, they have to do seriously really long hours because they're, they're working on all the different shows at the same time yeah. but apparently they're really good fun to do <laughs> Because you, you get to, see, you know, they got that sense of family there. Yeah, you get that impression watching the Nerd HQ panels. Yeah, and they're all, yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all Vancouver based. Yeah. So you know, it was the whole thing when Supernatural went. Supernatural welcomes DC Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. With pictures of Sam and Dean going. <laughs> Sorry for those who are listening. Then that was a thumbs up. You can't see it, <laughs> so screw you. Um, you can see how much, you know. It's hard work working on them anyway, but when yeah, you start yeah, crossing yeah. over, and when you start doing more and more crossovers, because he said it was hard just just doing the Arrow Flash ones. Yeah. Never mind the bringing everything in. Okay, so other TV highlights I've done two. So uh, three, The Expanse. Yes. That was yes, good. Yes, 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 Phenomenal yes, yes. hard sci-fi. Yeah, that was amazing. Utterly, utterly amazing. Cannot wait for season two. Mm-hmm. Season one is now on UK Netflix. It is indeed. For anyone who missed it the first time around earlier this year, you should definitely be watching that. Uh, four scoffed at and ridiculed in our previews of this year. Designated Survivor. <laughs> you know what? Is that the one with Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, yes, it is. It is. Um, yeah. There was a point where I stopped watching it and. Simon at Hide and Geek was like, no, no, you have to watch past that part. It gets really good. And I did, and he was right. I've, I've enjoyed that series. It's so good. Yeah. Utterly brilliant series. And it's only a ten-parter. Yeah. It's on some break now. We also took the piss out of Bull, and that was better than I like Bull as well. Bull's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have one more. What's my other TV highlight of the year? Um... Was it this year? Was uh, was it was Jessica Jones this year? No, she was no, last, last year. year. This year was um, Daredevil two and Luke Daredevil Cage. Two and, and Luke Cage. Was Daredevil yeah. two this year. Yeah, yeah, It's all March blurred time. into my because it was the day we got back from Sci-Fi yeah. Weekender. This is why I, I I make I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet no. of everything I've watched <laughs> and the format that I've watched it on. Okay, and so my other one of the year, and I've not finished watching it yet, is The Exorcist. Okay. Yeah, not one that I got around to. I keep it's, saying I will, but I never have. It's hard going, but it's really good. Yeah, it's much better than the film. Yeah, yeah, it's so much better than the film. Mm. So there you go. That's my five for TV. Okay. So, in terms of TV, for me, just ones to add to what you've said. Um, there is a, a really nice little comedy show called Those Who Can't. It's kind of like community, but from the teacher's point of view rather than the student's <laughs> point of view. And it's in a high school. Um, it's very funny. It's snuck under the radar for me. I think I saw a cracked podcast um, where they were talking to the cast about the worst things that they would do as teachers. Uh, so it's very tongue in cheek. There's a lot of pop culture references. Um, it yeah, it work. It works on a, on a 
on a level of humour that really appeals to me. So if, if you know me or have learned anything about it from the podcast, that should say enough. Um, so that was one pick. The Netflix Marvel series, uh, Luke Cage and Daredevil 2. Yeah. Luke Cage, uh, especially, I like I like that a lot more than Daredevil, I think. Mm. Um, I've got to say, yeah, cause I, but I don't think the bad guys in, in Luke Cage did it justice. No. That was, again, yeah, that was its downfall, was the, the two bad guys in it. Cottonmouth was a bit wet, the yeah. other guy was a bit too melodramatic. Bit, yeah. But I liked, I liked where it was going, I liked what it was trying to do. Yeah. Um, and I loved the music. That was the big, big center for me. The big reveal this week was the cast photos from uh, The Punisher. Really? Season three. Oh, I've missed it. No, the, the Punisher the pun- season. The Punisher's own spin-off. Oh, his own mm. Yeah, yeah, it's Ooh. getting his own spin-off. It comes out yeah. uh, next year, right? Yep. Ooh, what what do you mean? Suppose. I've missed this. Yeah, this cast photos thing. came out yesterday. The first photos of the cast. So of, other than um, the Punisher. Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Who are we yeah. getting? Like, uh, I, I honestly can't remember off the top yeah. of my head, but uh, I only literally saw it today. So I'm, I'm guessing we're going to get Clara because she uh, seems Night to be Nurse will probably turn up. Yes, because she seems to be the link. She's she's Nightmare and Turk. They're the two links between Daredevil. Turk is the guy who sells out the barbershop yeah. in um, Luke Cage. He's the gun dealer from Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I m- missed that. I Claire's an obvious link. I missed yeah. Turk. Okay. Yeah, he's the he's the he's the hood that Daredevil first beats up. <laughs> oh, okay. So what we're we looking at, we've still got Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones two should be next. Jason two, two. Luke Cage two. Luke Cage. DD. Iron Fist. Iron Fist one is next year as well. And then the Defenders. Yeah. And the Defenders. busy year. Um, DD3 is coming too eventually yeah. I imagine after after Defenders Defenders yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to get rinsed for this but Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life uh, um, that um, and we didn't see it but we we you know we I, were happy for you I fucking we were loved that show that was awesome it was brilliant it was so good to watch it was all the closure I needed um, after a disappointing season 7 of the series happens when you change writers for the last series um, had the light, right level of nostalgia in jokes, callbacks the fact that they got all the original cast to come back for various cameos or extended roles it was it was brilliant um, and yeah I was really pleased with that uh, but the number one Stranger Things of course, we haven't mentioned that. Yes, yes. Stranger Things. Um, like we said, Westworld was the standout, was was the breakout moment of like major cable TV. Um, but in terms of TV on demand, the, the breakout without doubt was Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. That, right. that show this summer was absolutely incredible. It was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Uh, they've released cast photos for season two. Sean Astin's joining the bunch. Um, so there's another. 80s tie in there. Did I mention about when I saw uh, the interview with the girl who played Eleven on Lorraine? No. <laughs> yeah, she turned up on Lorraine, uh, and Lorraine was like, "Oh yeah, so you're doing this show?" And and it's uh, and and she was just sat there going, "I, I think you're fabulous, Lorraine. Like, I'm really starstruck." <laughs> she was utterly starstruck at being on Lorraine, and she was like, yeah, cause th- "This is my morning. I, let, I I watch breakfast TV. I watch you. I watch Jeremy Kyle." <laughs> Wow! <laughs> so she starts with one of rain, but she yeah. quite happily like sprays Jimmy Fallon with precisely, yeah, and raps. Yeah, it was it was so weird just because just watching her on, on British morning TV, and she was just like, I, I I can't handle this. You're like really famous and stuff. <laughs> oh, keep her humble, Millie. <laughs> so she was awesome. Yeah, but yeah, that that show, like made up for a lot of when, what went wrong what was bad in this year that show was was just we're doing really well we're being really positive about this yeah. year and, and I think we need to keep it that way because yeah. otherwise it will all go bad oh yeah because the wine's out yeah I've yeah, 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 run out of wine wine's now, gone I think go <laughs> so yeah that's my lot okay any other TV shows to add in that we've missed pardon me sorry <laughs> no I didn't say that um, I've been quite weak on television at the moment so I'm better off giving you a bit of a comment on everything mentioned <laughs> and then one or two other things on top of that. I've given up on the Arrowverse because I got to see end of season two of Arrow and then from three or four I watched them and got bored. 
with Flash 2, I got bored. And contrary to this beardy chap in the corner, I loved Legends of Tomorrow. I thought it was fantastic and that it didn't take itself seriously. And it was just a bit of fun that linked together the rest of that universe. The thing I didn't like was what they did with one of their best characters at the end of the season. In that they killed him. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. You've seen it, have you not? No. Oh. I'm not going to either, it's really bad. I thought that you had. I thought that's why you were working on season two. Was cause you'd, okay, anyway. Let's forget I didn't say Let's pretend I didn't say that. Anyway, so they get rid of one of the characters. That was one of my favourites. And I don't think they needed to. Maybe, but yeah. So which one? Was I'm at a loss. Thing. Was it one of the Hawk people? No. So good. That we got rid of the oh, Hawk people. Thank God. Yeah. All right. I was, <laughs> I was worried you liked the Hawk okay, people, well, and I was about to lose all respect for you. No. 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 <laughs> which I'm is guessing, the best character? I'm guessing Rip. Because I didn't Rip. see Rip. Too no, because Rip's still in, in season still two. No. No. Captain Cold. Of course, yeah, but he's, yeah. he's still in it, still so in it's it. fine. Okay. Flashpoint fixes all of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. So I haven't, I haven't caught up to this epic crossover because I gave up watching. I got the only thing I thought was really good about Arrow post season two was the villain in Damien Dark. Yes, but I thought the actual rest of it and now Damien Dark's moved to DC Legends of Tomorrow, so it's all fine. So I watched Legends of Tomorrow yeah. two. What else have we gone through? Oh, uh, so Marvel. Daredevil 2 I enjoyed Sorry just before we, Before you do that I just have to say Take that beardy chap In the corner Have <laughs> <laughs> you liked Legends of Tomorrow as well then Have you been on Yeah the- no I love it Okay cool yeah It's fun isn't it it's But fun. I also love Referring to him As beardy chap In the corner <laughs> Cool beardy chap Which is ironic To think we're all Beardy chaps And kind of in corners <laughs> um, And you'll never know Who I meant Out there internet <laughs> It was me <laughs> Um, in Marvel's TV Daredevil 2 I enjoyed but I felt like it had a bit of Iron Man 2 Age of Ultron syndrome in that it was trying to do six or seven things at once without actually being able to tell a story yeah, it got a bit but messy towards the end yeah, hence yeah. why like Elektra didn't really get much of her own story she was more there to say she exists yeah, yeah. rather than actually have anything to do Luke Cage I agree with you guys I thought it was really good what was there but I thought like I really liked what they were trying to do. I enjoyed him and his development, but I just thought, you know, maybe oh, the villains were weak. Yeah, they weren't as good as they could be. But what I did like was that they did two villains. You had this two wave effect, which hasn't been done in the other shows. Well, no, to be honest, it was because you had Punisher, then the Hand. Yeah, but the again, that was in DD two again. Yeah, so it's DD two being a bit fragmented. Yeah. What I didn't like about Luke Cage was, I don't know, is, are, are we okay for spoilers? Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm not dead. Yeah. I, I no, 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 Fuck yes. no, Luke, Luke Cage. <laughs> oh, Luke Cage, God yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I didn't yeah. like his pairing up with Claire. I thought it was too obvious and coming. They didn't need to give. They didn't need to justify either of them with a love story with each other. Claire should. Claire felt like she was good on her own. Mm. But he does seem to have affairs with everybody he encounters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and like, I thought that Claire could do well on her own without having a love interest tying her to a show. Well, when you have an indestructible boner. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, oh, <laughs> there you go, guys. That's, that's the level. That's gone down. So, what else? Did, what else was mentioned? Because I really, I haven't Damn, seen much. Talking of the, out loud again. I haven't seen much of the other stuff that we were mentioning. Uh, so the the thing that wasn't brought up though. I really have loved the first half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 4. The uh, Ghost Rider story. Yeah. I thought that was very well done. And I yeah. like how it closes. Yeah, so the next the next half of this season has been dubbed uh, Life Model Decoys. Yes. And you have that cliffhanger with yeah. May being replaced. Yeah. yeah. I But I really liked what we've had already. I think they handled it very well. They didn't... I, I agree with your criticism of the opening of the season with the sh- yeah. the, the, the bikini shot. Yeah. There was no need for that at all. Um, but I like the use of Ghost Rider. I think it was well handled. I think th- And I think they didn't beat around the bush in terms of they didn't start slow. Yeah, they just dived straight. straight into the action. No build up, nothing. I thought season four has been ep- epic. Brilliant. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's been pretty good. Cage beats around the bush. Uh, he seems to beat straight into the bush yeah, from the indestructible s- <laughs> <what he laughs> <says laughs> boner. Just but, saying. So that's my yeah. I haven't seen much TV. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the smut is real, folks. <laughs> Sweetie, anything to add? 
apart from an indestructible boner? Um. It, okay, it started last year, but I'll mention it anyway. It was still on this year. The magicians. I really magicians. like the magicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice Sci-fi and dark. I've, heard, I've, I've been told. Yeah, it's the Narnia X-rated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And season two of Killjoys was amazing. That Killjoys is great. Yeah, yeah. But then my all-time favourite show is The Blacklist. So more of The Blacklist is always good. Well, you have more of The Blacklist. You've got The Blacklist and Blacklist Redemption next year. Yeah, let's start. I'm going to wait till 5th of January for more Blacklist. I've got 24 Legacy starting soon as well. Damn it, Chloe, tell me where the bomb is! <laughs> Do you want to talk about disappointing TV shows? Disappointing ones, uh, can do. I mean, I guess Son of Zorn wasn't everything. I think yeah, it kind cracked of up to be. Kind of let us down a bit. Um, After all that hype. Yeah. Uh, Lethal Weapon started out good. I like bit Lethal disappointing. Weapon. Not as bad as it could have been. It, mm. It's okay. MacGyver like is a festering <laughs> pile of shit. <laughs> I'm still watching MacGyver, but I'm not overly sold on it. I will watch MacGyver's rotting corpse. <laughs> wow. Donald oh, Baxman. But do you know, fucking, he's doing what looks like is going to be the biggest piece of shit movie next year ever. Uh, I saw the trailer for it the other day. It's called Monster Trucks. Yeah, I can't even. Right. What? It's Honestly, about trucks that are monsters. Yes, yeah, indeed. And it's dude from MacGyver slash what's his face from uh, Havoc from X Men. It's oh, him, yeah. and it just it looks like that you. you I, so I, it's I, literally trucks that are monsters. Yeah, so I, it's, yeah. it's Christine, but with monster trucks. Yep, and dude from MacGyver. Uh, I, you, do you know what? I think even if I'd eaten like a, a thousand Vindaloo's, I couldn't produce a piece of shit anywhere near this impressive that is one hell of a metaphor <laughs> that's, that's some imagery right there I've that or a one hell of a bet <laughs> I, I could spend the rest of my existence on the loo straining and it wouldn't even come close fair enough uh, um what about Without the- flushing, no less. <laughs> oh, so it's like a shitty stew. Yeah, absolutely. What um, about the ongoing Big Bang Theory? I've it got funnier. It, it, it's, it's actually gotten, gotten funnier. Has it actually, season 10 has actually picked up. Yeah, yeah, I gave yeah, up yeah, after really about has. season 4, but I begrudgingly watched. It's, it's saving graces are Stuart and Raj. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just brilliant. The, the episode with them two in the hot tub is just priceless. <laughs> Okay, I've missed. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's actually gotten quite funny again. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it, it became just really terrible. Oh, it did, it, and it became all about time. their relationships and, and and less about the geekery. But the geekery is back now. And season one was superb. Like season one was a great show. Interestingly, I was reading an article today about how uh, about comedy shows that have had a pilot that was disastrous that have then gone on to be uh, much much better and the Big Bang Theory is one of them mm. and it's it says about how in the pilot episode of the Big Bang Theory Sheldon has absolutely no problem whatsoever going into a fertility clinic and providing sperm samples and mm. yet later on you know he's he, completely against any kind of uh, yeah. sexual interaction at all yet in the first one he's like he's quite happy to crack mm. one off over a magazine <laughs> um, okay, controversially disappointment Walking Dead no not controversially at all no 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 um, totally from, with you on that aside from the season premiere and the mid-season finale this season has been disappointing uh, again I have to say sorry, if we're on disappointments on Walking Dead Fear the Walking Dead can just suck a tailpipe in my head <laughs> you know, it, I, I, I suffered through season one and I got halfway through season two and I, I actually had thought it had finished and come to a close and then it turned out there were another six episodes I was like no fuck that <laughs> I'm just not even going anywhere near it so I hate every single character in that show I want them all to die so the killed off that character in the hundred for a terrible TV show I mean she was good in the hundred wasn't she 
Oh, yeah, that, yes. Yeah, yeah, indeed. The trailer for the season four of The 100 was released last week as well. Oh, really? It looks, it looks even more bleak. Uh, yeah, that that is the best way of describing the hundred is bleak. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other disappointments. Well, I think a big disappointment for your year is the fact that Bake Off's going to Channel Four. Isn't yeah. It? Oh no. Shh. And keeping the worst no, host. No, 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 right, guys. This is this is. Don't poke the bear. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he seems all right for now, but Fuck just you honestly, know. <laughs> 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 yeah. fucking done it now. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was a disappointment. I'm glad Candice won both of this year. That was a highlight for me. I was team Candice all the way. Was that another Brandon's crush of the seven weeks? Been. It might have been. It might have been, to be fair. She's a Spurs fan as well. So get in there, lass. Um, yeah. <laughs> if we did crush of the week, then, like, after watching Rogue One, my Felicity Jones crush is intensifying. I watched a film this week on Netflix called Chalet Girl, just because she's in it. <laughs> Was it any good? Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was. It was brilliant. She... Again, for the listeners, you cannot see my disapproving glare. <laughs> it's a great film. And um, Emma Roberts. I watched... What did I watch? Oh, crap. It's not on my list. I don't know what I watched. Um... Oh yeah, it's a film called The Arthur Game. I went through a film, a period of watching indie films and slow release films on on uh, Amazon Prime. So I watched a film called The Arthur Getting By. I like coming of age movies that modern takes on old John Hughes type of approaches. And she's in that, and she ends up getting painted by her the the male lead, you know, as as part of one of his projects. You know, it's the big reveal at the end, like the thing that saves him from getting kicked out of high school is that his art project is something meaningful, and it's and it's her. And then I watched um, Adult World with John Cusack, where she's a struggling author who ends up working in a pawn shop to try and make ends meet. And like the male love interest in, in that film, eventually, you know, when they get together, he ends up painting her as well, and there's pictures of her. And then I started watching um, It's Kind of a Funny Story, which is a Zach Galifianakis movie with Emma Roberts and set in a, in a mental ward. And that, that just chimed with me for many reasons um, the adolescent ward aspect of it um, and about 20 minutes in the male lead starts developing artistic skills and showing his artistic side I'm just thinking fucking hell is she going to get painted in another fucking movie <laughs> and sure enough like during the end credit the end scene it's like there's a picture that he's drawn of her like Jesus Christ <laughs> Emma Roberts has been typecast as the girl who always gets painted by her crush. And then I watched then I watched We Are the Millers and she doesn't get painted in that. <laughs> but yeah, Emma Roberts, Crush of the Week, what up there? You need like a a jingle or something for that, like a button you press that goes ding 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 Actually another film I watched this year that's not from this year, so I don't know if that's okay, but No it's uh, not. Okay. <laughs> What film was it going uh, on? The Way Way Back with Sam Rockwell. Oh no, and I I really enjoyed it. It's it's a story about a kid who's kind of he's out of place in his family. He doesn't really understand things. Um, and they go away to a a family holiday, and it stars Steve Carell actually as a bad guy for once, which is kind of cool. Oh, like cha- Foxcatcher challenging his no, yeah, but bad but, guy. but and also with him being not like the funny stupid guy Sam Rockwell's not a douchebag mm-hmm. he's actually the good guy he's the positive role model for this kid who's a bit out of place and it's like just a really good sort of people story yeah. cool cool uh, okay so I think that's it for film and TV, TV film and TV so the only other thing I think we could wrap up on is, is event of the year I think oh, we'll go for one on this that's a no brainer Star Wars Celebration that was the highlight of a disappointing July was was that in fact yeah that was just the highlight of the year can't see the Rogue One panel getting to be in the same room as Felicity Jones <laughs> before she became Brendan's crush of the week <laughs> she's been my crush of the week for a while thanks <laughs> um, for the button press <laughs> so yeah no the Star Celebrations that was my event highlight for sure um, just 
being more on my own for a weekend amongst that many people and not feeling freaked out or out of place, mm. feeling comfortable. And then of course, like Sue and Andy came along on Saturday and we hung out, and that was pretty sweet. Uh, going to the panels was cool. Getting the exclusive Rogue One posters was cool. Um, spending a fortune on Star Wars art was cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool slash expensive. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that whole weekend was amazing. Just seeing how much Star Wars meant to so many people was really, really, really special. Cool. I think, weirdly for me, I think my, my favourite event of the year has been the Asylum. Yes, I really enjoyed that. Yeah finally getting to go to the weekend at the asylum because it's been one I've been meaning to go to for years and just you know the idea of thousands of steampunks taking over Lincoln city centre is just genius and being in the middle of all of that was just fantastic you know an in character role playing meal on the Friday was brilliant (laughs) Uh, and then yeah just all the other stuff it was just yeah, it was an, an amazing event with stuff going on all over the city centre. So mm. I think it's so eclectic and so brilliant that, yeah, that, that has to take my event of the year. Nice. Out of all the ones I've been to. Awesome. Would you concur or disagree? Yeah, no, I absolutely yeah. agree okay, with you. Cool. And you don't go to events, so you don't count. <laughs> no, I don't count. So you have to come back next year, having gone to an event. At least one. At least one event next year, then. That's your challenge. Cool. Well, I can be your, like, Scotland rep. You can be my correspondent. Uh, up north. <laughs> up north. So way more up north than that. Is that good and all that? No, it's not, is it? No. No. That's just. But can, we, can you cut that? No, I'll keep it in. You can get wrecked. Oh, I, I can. I can <laughs> cut it down. But, but you I'm won't. Not going to. <laughs> uh, just like I never cut out his fuck ups at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So sometimes I think there was three or four parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, that's pretty conclusive round for 2016. I think so. Yeah. Uh, are we going to go into brief things for next year, or are we leave that title? Well, very briefly, just so you have something to look forward to at this time of year. Remember that 2017 will bring us Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Woo! It will bring us Ready Player One. Mm. Yes. Uh, second season of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And the return to UK TV of Doctor Who, which has been much missed this Indeed. year. Indeed, mm. but then again, it will also bring you a new Blade Runner. <laughs> it will also bring you uh, Baywatch with The Rock. <laughs> I stand by that film. Blade Runner is going to suck dick, but Baywatch is going to be awesome. Um, it's not. The disappointing thing is <laughs> Alien. Covenant as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to. um, And Uwe Boll will probably make something as well. Yeah, I'm going to sort of withhold judgment on Covenant just yet. My my on this day in Facebook all this week has been reminding me that many years ago I was very excited about Prometheus. (laughs) Every day I check it and I'm like doing massive hype for Prometheus, and I got a notification from Facebook which said a page you are following has changed its name. Prometheus is now alien. No, 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 no. You're not canon. You're not. Go away. And that is out next year. The poster looks pretty badass. The fact that the tagline for it is just "run" is is interesting. It's the original. Well, it's close to the original alien design than the um, abomination at the end of Prometheus. Did you not like Prometheus? I hated it, Emma. <laughs> Let's not fucking do this, shall we? You're going to give me a clue. <laughs> this is news to me, guys. Uh, I remember my review that being exceptionally graphic. I refer so to episode one of the show. So do we all. Um, so, yeah. No, I hate that movie. Really do tell. <laughs> but I'm, looking, I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of looking forward to the uh, Covenant. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see how it goes. And then, of course, next year is going to be the next Star Wars. Oh, yeah, episode eight. The return of Beardy Skywalker. Yeah. The reveal of who Ray's parents are as well. That's done in this one. Well, they've already revealed who the parents of the Death Star are. BB-8 and... No. Uh, I wondered where you were going with that. Part of me thought, crucial information that I've not known, part of me was just like, 
terrible, terrible joke. Yeah, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible joke wins. Terrible joke wins all the time. Cool. Well, that is all for our 2016 review. Thank you for bearing with us this year. Uh, from all of us here at Nervous as well, do we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And I'm a happy <laughs> new year. <laughs> I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. I've been Emma. I've been Ben. And until next time, take care and be excellent to each other. You did that on purpose, didn't you? Yeah, Nailed it! <laughs> Staying in. <laughs> <laughs>